seated. Uh, it's such a joy to be together with you all tonight. You're all making me wish I had done this way earlier, years earlier. Um, and it is such a joy, isn't it, to read through these scriptures and get a sense of how the scriptures really are one epic, huge, united story. And for tonight, I want to uh, just very briefly think about those shepherds as they came back from seeing the newborn Jesus. Did you catch that at the end of Luke 2? It says that they came back glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And we were, I was thinking this is a, actually a pattern, this kind of response. Um, you have the wise men sometime later who came from the east, and it says they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. So there's that joy theme. And then when they saw the boy, it says they fell down and worshipped him. It's a pretty amazing response. And then again, a little bit um, later in Luke 2, we have these two figures in the temple, Simeon and Anna, who when they saw the baby, it says they burst into praise for God, saying, this is the salvation of God. This is the light of revelation for the Gentiles. This is the redemption of Jerusalem. Again, amazing response, right? And in all of these cases, we have the sight of Jesus as just a little tiny baby or a little boy, and it's producing awe and worship and wonder. And what I want to ask just briefly tonight is, why? Why did they, what was it that they saw that produced this response in them? What was it that made them respond this way to seeing that little baby? Because whatever it was that they saw, we want to see that too. So Jesus, he apparently looked just like any other baby. He almost certainly did not have like a glowing halo like you see in the old paintings or any other radiant sign of his divinity about him. What, what those people saw, like the shepherds when they came, what did they see? They saw probably a very familiar sight, a mother with a newborn. And of course, this is something that we've all seen too. And it's all super cute. It's all heartwarming and dear, but probably not an occasion for worship unless maybe you're a teenage girl. <laughs> In that case, maybe you'd be tempted. But I think we have to ask, what was it that they saw that gave them this amazing response? And I think a big clue for what made the sight of Jesus an occasion for worship is what it says right there at the end of verse 20. It says, The shepherds glorified and praised God for all that they had seen and heard. And then this is the final key part. As it had been told them. As it had been told them. And what, what had been told them? Well, what did the angels say? They said, You're going to see this baby lying in a manger. And this baby is the Savior, Christ, in other words, the anointed one, the Lord. So when they found the baby, exactly as the angels had said, there he is, he's in a manger, he's got the swaddling cloths around him. When they saw the baby, they didn't just see a baby. They saw 
what they were in, what they were told to see by the angels, they interpreted that sight by the word of God, and they understood that what they were seeing wasn't just a baby. It was the Savior, Christ the Lord. And I just want to remind you that this is the heart of faith. This is what biblical faith is. Biblical faith is not this warm, fuzzy feeling, oh, you just got to have faith. We've heard this a lot this year as we've gone through the book of Hebrews. And I'll just remind you again, faith is not that warm, fuzzy feeling. Faith is taking God at his word. So these shepherds had faith. They took God at his word. They saw a baby lying in a manger. And so what to their senses seemed to be this poor boy born to poor parents, they said, okay, well, that's what our senses are saying, but we know what God's saying about this baby by faith. In other words, by listening to the word of God, they knew him to be actually the king of incomparable wealth, Christ the Lord. So to, the, to their eyes, poor baby. To the eyes of faith, the king of incomparable wealth. They also, no doubt, saw Joseph standing close by. Here's this young man. And, of course, to their eyes, it's like, oh, obviously the father. But to the eyes of faith, the baby's father is actually God himself. Jesus is the son of God, born of a virgin. He's taken on our human flesh to rescue us. Again, to their eyes, this baby seems to be the ultimate picture of human helplessness. But to the eyes of faith, remember what the angel said? This is the Savior. To the eyes of faith, this is actually the one of incomparable power. This is God himself who has come in the flesh to lend his helping hand to us and that we are the helpless ones, not the little, little baby lying there in the manger, the shepherds and all of us. We're the real helpless ones in our sin. We're the ones who need this baby to grow up to be a man, to die on the cross, to save us. Now, just think about this. Again, try to digest this. Nothing by the sight would have told you these things. Nothing by the sight of Jesus the baby would have told you these things. You can only know them by the Word of God, which interprets all reality for us. And so this Christmas, the baby in the manger makes a challenge to us. Will we interpret him according to our perceptions, or will we interpret him according to what the Word of God says? If we interpret according to our perceptions, then we're in charge. We can make Jesus to be whatever we want him to be. And what's the result? A very convenient religion that will never challenge us. But if we see him according to his Word, to what the Bible says he is, then we cannot go away and just blow him off, be unchanged by this sight. No, we need to own him, as Psalm 2 just said, the, and as we saw this morning too, the owner of the entire world, the Lord, the King. And once you start to see that, and once you start to realize, wow, this is what it took for God to save me. This is how he needed to intervene to see, save me. This is how bad I am that unless God had done this extreme measure of becoming a man and living the perfect life for me and taking away my sins by his death on the cross, I would be gone. <laughs> we cannot go away unchanged.
And so if we take Jesus according to his word, then with the shepherds and the magi and Simeon and Anna, we will know him to be the greatest joy and the greatest delight any human being could ever know, greater than all the presents, all the lights, all the feasting, all the family, all the friends, you name it. Jesus is literally life itself. That's what the Bible says about him. Will we take him at his word? And brothers and sisters, when you start taking him at his word, whether it's for the first time or you're starting to realize, wow, the Bible makes huge claims about who Jesus is. Or maybe it's in a renewed way as a Christian who's saying, wow, this really is the heart of my faith, like knowing Jesus in his word. Then you start to realize, wow, there's so much more to Jesus than I ever thought. And you start to realize, wow, if I'm going to know him by his word, I actually need to read his word and <laughs> start reading, reading my Bible and seeing what it actually says about Jesus. So this is my plea. Don't wait until Jesus returns to discover the glory of who he is. Bow not just your knee, but also your mind right now. Subordinate your perceptions to what God says in his word. And do you know what the great, great blessing that will be that will come to you when you do this? That when you do this, when you seek who is Jesus in his word and you subordinate yourself now to him and you, you see the glory of who he is in his word, then when he returns, you will glorify God and praise him with the shepherds, for you will see him as he is, and he will be just as has been told you in his word. Amen. Let me pray for us. Lord, how desperately we need to know you in your word. Lord, if, if we were to just rely on our own understanding, what a weak and, and honestly erroneous view we would have of Jesus. But tonight, Lord, we again contemplate Jesus lying in the manger, and we see him not just as he seemed to be to our physical eyes, but who he actually is to the eyes of faith, those, those eyes of the heart that take you at your word, and we see him to be the Savior, Christ the Lord, and we rejoice with inexpressible joy. Lord, help us to be a people of your word and to rejoice in response to your word, for you are worthy. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.